Hello, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. I'm Renee Barabo. Hi there. I'm Sandra Ingerman, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. We're really happy that you're here with us today. So today, um, we're actually segueing a bit on the show that uh, we did previously. We did a show on um, how we can stay healthy on all different levels. Um, if we would start to really tune into the phases of the season and what the elements are all doing, how they're all changing, how they're all shifting, and what do we need to do uh, to shift the way they are so that we're not living in a different energy field than what the rest of nature is. Um, and that's pretty simple. And it's this that goes into the topic of today because uh, Renee had pulled off um, a question of um, how do shamans uh, see uh, illnesses like fibromyalgia or chronic pain? How, do, how, how would a shaman actually work with that? And, um, and so basically what we want to talk about in this show is a couple of things. Um, one is how in shamanism <clears throat> we treat everything uniquely, and I'll say more about that in a, later. And the other one is we have to think about the environment that we're living in and that shamanism can't do everything. Um, uh, when we're when we're drinking uh, poison water, when we're drinking uh, toxic food, when we're breathing toxic air. And my doctor um, calls these, uh, and I know that this is what it's being called now in the world, the new 21st century illnesses. <laughs> well, on that positive note... <laughs> Make sure you hit subscribe so you can <laughs> get more of this positive information. <laughs> no, uh, I'm kidding. Because we, we really, we are here with you. We're not separate from you. In fact, for all of those people suffering from, from illnesses out there, we're all suffering from, we're, we're connected. We forget that. When the world starts to break down, we're all breaking down at, whatever level that we we are and how it shows up for us but there is a plethora of autoimmune diseases going on right now and frankly i believe and i think was it i don't was it you said it a couple weeks ago that you know the children are coming in with new livers that mm -hmm. they're coming in with new organs or new developmental changes and genetics to actually um be more prepared to live in this toxic environment that 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 is out there you know i don't want to say that i created it or you created it i think and and, and with any kind of earth changes you know we the world's been hit before with you know with comets and things like that and the world regenerates itself and sandra told a great story last week about how chernobyl has regenerated itself so there is the possibility of regenerating your your body and I think um, Sandra's going to go into more. And I, I know this, like I could, I could do soul card readings and I could pull the same card for, for you for one thing. And that same card would mean six different things for if I was reading for six other people, 
because not any when you're looking at a pattern or something that exists in a slice of time, it doesn't look the same. And 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 if you looked in another week, it would look different again. So there isn't a one size all solution for any of these new twenty first century illnesses. Yeah, it, it was really interesting on this article in Chernobyl. Um, I hope I can get this right because it's a new concept for me. Um, they were saying why plants and trees were able to regenerate before all the rest of life. And they were saying that it's because plants and trees can't move. And so where we can move to get help Plants and trees have to go inside themselves to get help. <laughs> mm, that's interesting. That's, that's the only way they can survive a disaster is if they can get inside and find the strength of, of like this article talked about, sending um, a stem out longer. Uh, where another plant wouldn't have to do that or or sending the roots into the earth deeper. They have to do everything from their inner world, um, which I think is a really interesting metaphor for us because we immediately, we immediately go out, what's wrong? How do I fix it? You fix it. Tell me what to do. And we're seeing that, you know, with all the online stuff that's going on. The online stuff is wonderful. People are learning a lot, being introduced to a lot. But we're also giving our power away to others of what do I need to do to heal. And the problem is, is that although there is oneness in the universe, we happen to live in the earth plane, which is uh, the... It is a planet of duality. And so we can bring in our practices of oneness to heal, but we also have to recognize that we are living in Earth school where we're separate beings having um, our own uh, lessons for our own evolution. And so with shamanism, it's really different than um, medicine. It's so different than medicine. So if five, it's similar to what Renee was saying with the cards. If five people come to me with fibromyalgia, my helping spirits are going to give me five different diagnoses of what the spiritual cause is. And my helping spirits are going to give me five different treatments. So in, we don't work with labels in shamanism. Labels were created only for insurance purposes. You know, in order to get insurance, you have to have the diagnosis put on. But shamans are looking beyond the diagnosis. Shamans are looking for what is out of balance spiritually that is manifesting as an emotional or physical issue. And so um, that's the beauty of shamanism. And that's one of my sadnesses of shamanism, of watching teachers who have no experience starting to say, for cancer, you do this, for chronic fatigue, you do this, for um for fibromyalgia, you do this. For mold, you do this. But the bottom line is that's not how shamanism works. Um, it's the helping spirits who make those decisions. It's not us who make those decisions. And they have a, 
a wider perspective and they have a lot more tools than we have. <laughs> so as a shamanic practitioner myself, I, I don't make judgments. My power animal will say to me, that's a wonderful theory, Sandra, but it has nothing to do with this person. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking back when I was doing research for Winds of Spirit, and the first thing that caught my attention was that my first thought was wind was wind is wind, you know, like it has different strengths and qualities. But then when I started to meet the wind characters, you know, the wind spirits, when I would be journeying to them, and I started to learn that that winds had different archetypical qualities, different, you know, qualities in the communities that they were associated with. Like, so, you know, Veyamate, the Latvian wind, she was about nurturing, whereas, you know, Oya is about cutting through delusions. And so different communities needed different aspects of, you know, wind energy, of spirit energy to do their, their work and live in harmony with the landscape that they were existing in. And that really opened my eyes to think about how that that when that each individual has their own wind. You come in with that first wind breath and you leave with that exhale. So what your what your spirit needs to to teach you know, like a lot of people say, you know, why me? Why did I get this? Why you know and Sometimes they are karmic. Sometimes it's karmic. Sometimes it's because you need to go deeper in your spiritual world and you're, you know, just lollygagging through life and, and, you know, you just need that kind of like upset. Sometimes it's a physical illness. Sometimes it's somebody close to you who dies. We really don't really know. And sometimes you're just caught in a crosswind. You know, you're you're in a you're at a concert, and the people next to you have a virus, and you're gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, it's really quite that simple. How you tend to your inner garden is how you tend to everything. You know, do you make yourself some nurturing soup, or you have friends who can bring you some soup? You know, that starts to be like. How are you? Are you solo or do you have community? Do you have somebody who helps you out? So it's not so much about, for me, the illness that we're going to get. It's how are we supported through our own spiritual guidance, you know, our, our family systems are, and, and that, how, what's holding us through these experiences that are life? Yeah, that's a really, really important point is, um, is that experience of of being held? Um, I, I was reading. Um, well, it was on the shaman's cave. Uh, <laughs> somebody posted an amazing post on death and how um, in former times, um, and they were going back talking about England. Um, whole communities supported a person who was dying. There was a lot to this post, go to the shaman's cave. And it was an interesting post. It was a really interesting post. And how uh, through religion, when those were seen as more witchcraft rituals, um, people were just left 
to die. And that's where the fear of death has come in in our culture. Anyway, it's a very interesting post. You should go look at it. But um, I'll pin it to the top of the page so people can find it easily. Oh, thanks, Renee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, the only thing I really wanted to add is that um, our environment is not supporting our health. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, you know, I have my own health issues, and I've been um, transparent about that. Um, and it doesn't mean that my spiritual practice has failed, because, um, as Renee said, there's many different reasons. And I know that part of what I'm dealing with is karmic. And part of what I'm dealing with is an initiation to bring me to a different place. And, but um, if you're not kind of stuck in a karmic pattern, there are things that you can do in working with the environment that we're living in right now. And I talk about this almost on every show. When you drink water, you're seeing yourself as drinking light. When you eat food, see yourself as eating light. When you breathe, see yourself as breathing light. Um, Because as I wrote in Medicine for the Earth, if one person in the whole entire planet throughout history could transmute poisons, it means that every one of us has that ability inside of us. And we have so many examples of mystics in the past being able to drink poison like it was a glass of water. And so it means every one of us has that, but we have to concentrate. We can't call this work woo-woo. We have to put our attention. What you call in is what gets, what comes back to you. So if you call in light, um, you're eating light, you're breathing light. If you go, "Mm, God, I I don't feel safe uh, drinking this water or breathing this air or eating this food. You know, it's all what I read about and everything I'm reading about. I don't know what to eat anymore. Uh, See it as light. Otherwise it is poison and it is hurting you. So part of what's going on in our bodies, we can change. It will change over time as we get the lessons and as our bodies, uh, we, we turn to our bodies who has the information to heal. Um, and part of it is um, what we all have to go through in, as human beings. It's not just this time. All of human evolution has been about evolving and learning um, in the middle world where we live right now. When you were talking, it made me think about when I was traveling back east for my fall retreat, I took a picture of myself at the airport with a mask on. And I got, oh, I got lots and lots of comments And some of them are like, if you're such a good shaman and you're so in your power, why are you wearing a mask? And I was thinking, oh, for me, the mask was the best thing that came out of COVID. Because the year before we got this big virus came out, I'd go to the movie theater and I'd come home and the next day I'd always get sick. 
<laughs> and I would go on an airplane and I'd always get sick. And so it never occurred to me, you know, in China, they've been wearing masks for, you know, years and years and years for the air pollution and the viruses and stuff like that. So when I go on an airplane, I wear a mask. When I taught my workshop, I didn't feel the need to wear a mask. But as soon as I get in that little air tunnel and get on that little plane with all of those people walking by me, <coughs> coughing. So it's like, I'm the practical shaman. You know, I'm going to do what is practical as well as magical. And if it's just as simple as wearing a colorful mask that my friends have created me that makes me feel like that I can breathe my own air, that's what I'm going to do. And I think that starting to really listen to what your guidance tells you about what you know, to, like, so, like, if I feel like I'm coming down with something, I run for the bore and the, I can't say the little dots. I run for it and I take a, a, and I travel with it and I bring it. And it might be just sugar pills for all I know, but it works for me. And, you know, and I can't, don't go home. I don't leave home without it. So I think that the thing is, is, is you know your own body when you need more rest, when you can push yourself. If I'm going to be pushing myself hard now, I, I plan the, a week to recover. I mean, I start, I, it's like that the whole thing that we were talking about the last call about being, you know, aligning to that nature is our inner natures are, are very delicate operations and that you know by the time that you're listening to this show what you need and what you don't need, you know, how much ice cream you can push and, and how much greens you need to offset it, that if you're not listening to your own wisdom, then it's hard to stay healthy. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And, you know, and with some of these bigger illnesses that people are dealing with right now, lots of MS going around and um, I'm hearing about people getting MS every day um, and fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue and I'm a mold survivor. <laughs> uh, mold is a huge issue right now because of the way buildings are, are being built. Um, and um I just want to give encouragement to everybody going through something like that because it is really difficult mm -hmm. and you don't know how you're going to get through your day. You really don't know how you're going to get through your day. And it's not that uh, shamanism can't help. Shamanism can help, but um, you would want to go see a shamanic practitioner who could look at what is going on for you personally so that you can get the right healing treatments or you can get the right rituals to do on a daily basis for, for your healing and to um, make your connection strong with the power of the universe so that that channel of healing can start to come down. So there are a lot of things that we can do with shamanism with the illnesses that are going on right now and part of it is learning um, to journey and to learn from the spirits about what the lesson is for you also, because 
we're all being give, really being given big lessons right now. And for a lot of it, we're being given it on a body level. And of course, I have to say this, that the spiritual community, and I'm sure um, others are being hit really hard too, the spiritual community is being hit really hard uh, right now with illnesses because we're like the canary in the mine. Um, we're, we're basically showing what happens when, um, uh, when a sensitive person or any human lives in an, an environment like this. There are consequences for that. So in the meantime, um, being the canaries in the mind, we use our tools. We use our tools to fill with light. We use our tools to go to shamanic practitioners. We follow Renee's advice and look and listen to what your body's calling you to do. And that's the best that we can really do at this particular point. But there is no actual diagnosis for what each and every one of us is going through at this particular time. Yeah, and just one final thought, um, that if you you know, like a, a shamanic practitioner who... One of the things that the um, the 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 the, the, the Pacos in Peru, because they didn't really call themselves shamans, said was that a lot of our illnesses live in the etheric body before we bring them into us. So the 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 best way is you know is keeping your street clean. Um, you know, one somebody had dropped out of the apprenticeship program. A couple, it was a second year student a couple months in because she said. Well, just this seems a lot of repetitive stuff. And I, I kind of laughed because every season you go through the spring and the summer and the fall and the winter, and it is very repetitive. You know, I just find like, you know, this year I was working with the South Wind, new deeper levels of emotional stuff that I had to deal with came up with or how I held myself as a container of my emotions. But really, life is pretty simple. Patterns repeat, illnesses repeat, and and so the the cleaner you 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 can you know you you don't want to be out there manifesting up an illness that might have been your a generational thing or an ancestral thing. So there are people who specialize in doing that type of work too, and, and so there's there's you don't want to bring something in that's in the etheric when you could choose a different timeline. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know why that just like, yeah, there's something. So, uh, and if, and, and I, and I, and I do send my compassion in my heart to people who are in chronic pain and chronic illnesses. And, you know, I had a pinched nerve for a few years and it was really debilitating every single day to get up and even want to participate in the world. So, more power to you that you can are strong enough to handle something like that. Yeah. And, you know, reaching out for support and we're here and um, we're all praying for each other. That's the power of what we can do. And it's something the spiritual community really needs to learn because the spiritual community is complaining about how divided um 
we are that the world is politically, but the spiritual community is so divided. If you if you read Facebook, and so we need to come together and support each us each other and hold each other in love and and do from my part do your transfiguration practices. They really do make a difference. I I, I just got another email today. I get letters. I'm so flooded with what that what people's lives have turned into from working with transfiguration so um please at least um check it out it's a real tool to help us during these times so awesome and i would just like to say that um over in the wind clan we'll be doing uh, a, a winter solstice celebration on the 21st but this year the fire tending is going to be a guided fire tending for people to go inward with me and it's going to look different than it has in the years past where we've gone out this year we're going to tend to our inner fire so if you want to learn more about that uh go over to the wind clan and, and check that out too and remember hit subscribe hit like share this with your friends you know i'm always so surprised when people will reach out to me on facebook out of the blue i'll be talking about something else and they'll say you know, I listen to you and Sandra every single week. And I'll be like, you do? And I get really excited. So you can let us know you listen to It's very, it's really nice when it just like comes out of the blue. Oh, you do? Like somebody in Mexico was just telling me this week. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I get those all the time. And um, it's a way for us to be in service and we love to do it. So thank you, everyone. Thank you.